Far too long, mainstream media and societal expectations have perpetuated a narrow beauty standard, leaving many feeling insecure and inadequate. In this episode, we shine light on the beauty that exists in all shapes and sizes, and we also shed light on how Africa celebrates the uniqueness of every individual. Hello to all our listeners and thank you once again for tuning in for another episode um, on embracing body positivity and redefining beauty standards in africa um i think there are so many reasons why i thought about this episode so i'm just sitting um currently in a conference in kenya as i am recording this episode and we are collaborating with a bunch of um, people from different parts of africa and one of the things that triggered the sense of this topic is in my engagements with some of them and also just my own observations to see that there are certain similarities that we have and there are certain divergences that we have and there are certain things that um, individually that we may celebrate as beauty and you find that in another african context it's not seen as beauty and given that there's this global standard that has been pushed in our media houses and our social media platforms of this homogeneous beauty standard and it's quite incorrect because one of the misconceptions especially that the eurocentric ideals like to impose to africa is a sense of africans always trying to reach that american dream and it's sold in different ways and it is portrayed in different ways so as i'm so as i'm talking about this um in no way am i trying to make this generalizable but these are just certain things that i've observed and certain things that i've received as a sort of feedback in speaking to some of our African brothers and sisters that I am with on this conference. So one thing that I found on media houses and on our online platforms is that there's a certain ideal and a narrow standard of what the perfect image is and what the perfect beauty standard is. And there are certain things that I believe that regarding ourselves, we have limited power and control over. You cannot fight genes and no matter how much you may try to do so and that means part of how we look and part of how we portray ourselves come from the fact that it is genetic the fact that i have a certain eye color a certain hair color a certain height comes from my genes and it's something that i cannot change no matter how much i may try to and you find that a lot of people want to fit in with the status quo because that's what's considered to be relevant is to always fit in with the current status quo. And what is problematic about that is that status quo and societal expectations change according to time and they change according to season. So if you were to try and keep up with societal norms, you'll have a schizophrenic personality because you'll have no direction. 
So I want to start off this discussion to talk about how diverse beauty across Africa is. And I'm just going to make certain statements that may not be generalizable and certain statements that are just known to be stereotypical in the certain regions in Africa. So one of the things that I noticed first on media houses is that beauty has always been portrayed as being thin and being white. You find model agencies, that's the standard. You find people who are modeling for the different fashion um, designers. That's the trend. It's, you have to be thin and you have to be a certain color. Of, and of course, over the years, the color of the models are changing, but there are certain stereotypical things that do not change. And what I tend to find is that in West Africa, um, being big and being fuller in the body is actually celebrated as a sign of health and really also as a sign of wealth. And it was so interesting when I spoke to some of the people who belong to the Western part of Africa, how different hairstyles um, that have braids and certain and certain beadings upon them and how this has a value and a cultural significance and how that in the Western Africa part is celebrated as beauty. And in East Africa, you find that earlobes are considered as attractive and darker skin is actually often celebrated given also the climate of the country and given also where the country is situated. You find that this is quite a norm for people to be darker skinned because that is what the community actually looks like. And you find in the southern African part of Africa, slim and toned bodies are mostly associated with beauty and health. And you find that in North Africa, they're more elaborative on the Hina designs on feet and also on head and they value that as beauty. And the point that I'm trying to drive across is that I'm speaking about Africa as a continent and looking at the different um, the different spheres of the different countries uh, and how they define beauty and how they think about beauty is quite contrary. Some of the things are similarities and some of the things are very different. And we find that in how our media houses actually shape the whole issue of beauty is quite contrary to what we find in Africa. It is quite contrary to what we find in the different regions in Africa. For example, I made this example earlier on where modeling and social media comes in different forms now, um, but before it didn't come in, in different forms. You find that people who are regarded as plus sizes would never land a modeling job but we find that our most of our influences on instagram twitter and our different online platforms are promoting um plus sizes models because there has been this cry to say that we can't keep keeping up with an ordeal that is not ideal for africa because you find that a lot of the makeup of african people tends to be big and a lot of the makeup of European people, they tend to be thin and lean. 
So you find that we cannot subject African people to that standard and African people to that ordeal because genes and certain things just do not allow us to be thin. Therefore, we cannot forever make people feel as if they are inadequate in their own bodies and make people feel as if there is something wrong or they're less of human just because there's a certain standard of beauty and the certain standard of a body image that they do not take. And this goes beyond um, the body. Before, it would be so difficult to find a doll for your girl child that represents how they look like. If you're African, it's very hard to find a teddy bear or a doll that has a darker skinned tone. Um, you know, it goes to different things that we see and different socializations in life that we see that it speaks a particular message that if a child is sitting down and looking at certain things that is around them, they tend to question who they are. If they are not able to access things that speaks to their immediate environment. And I do believe that this um, issue of beauty standards, this issue of certain body sizes is something that we have been socialized into. And I don't believe that it's something that we have been born into. It's like also this consciousness of race, especially in our South African part of Africa, because of our history of apartheid that was quite racially desegregation. We find that, for example, I went to a multiracial school. Um, I was exposed to having white kids in the classroom, but you find that the more that you grow, you become conscious of color, conscious of race, because it's something that I did not grow up with you find even when you see kids kids find it natural to cross boundaries and play with each other because they don't have that social or that conscious cue that tells them that they're different to each other because you are taught to see race you are taught to be conscious about racial issues so it is the same thing that we find in our media houses because this is quite a powerful tool that makes and shapes the consciousness of people around such topics is that you don't just wake up and hate the fact that you are black and hate the fact that you are short but there's something that you're constantly seeing on media there's something that you're constantly hearing in radio that makes you to be quite conscious about this conscious about how you look and you feel as if you do not really hit the mark because you're not probably the target market or you are not really the type the body type that is currently being spoken about i truly believe that we can never reach a state where as communities, we become homogeneous as much as media, um, social expectations may try to cause us to look the same, may try to cause us to speak the same. But I do believe that this has quite an issue in our environment. That is why certain people have gone to the extent of doing things that are quite harmful for their own health. Um, a lot of the times I was looking at statistics because I enjoy reading up um, around Africa and reading up different array of topics and we find that 
these bleaching products that have penetrated the African economy because we import the stuff, um, you find that it, it is highly sold in Africa. So people feel inadequate in their dark skins. People feel inadequate in the fact that they are Africans. So these bleaching products obviously are not made for white people or Europeans because they are already white. But it was made for the Africans and made for those who carry a darker skin and they are uncomfortable with it. And you find that they are uncomfortable with it because they live in an environment that makes them always conscious about being dark. I know that in South Africa, there's always this trend and this joke of being a yellow bone or being dark bone. And it's, it is as if it's quite a, an achievement to be yellow bone and it's not your own doing to control your skin color. It's not your own doing again to be um, the way that you are. But you find that a lot of people enter into expensive first and they enter into health, you know, degenerating activities just to get rid of this uncomfortable dark body that they carry. But in my assertion earlier on about the diverse beauty in Africa, how certain parts of Africa do celebrate the African skin as being beautiful. And personally, I'm loving what I see sometimes where some of the models that we see are dark models from Africa. And that is like the epitome of African beauty because that is what is relatable. That is what a lot of people can use as a benchmark to say, I relate to this person because they carry the same skin that I do and they really carry the realities that I do. And I truly believe that it's very important for us to speak in a manner that elevates. And I think also it's very important not to only focus on what you're not, but to focus on who you are and to focus on why you are in that particular body, why you are in that particular skin and why you are in that particular race, because it is, it serves a particular purpose and it does serve a particular ideal that I think would not have been possible if you were something else. Also, it's very important um, for you not to allow other things to make you uncomfortable in your own skin especially because it's something it's something that you can't do anything about it you can bleach yourself until you are white um but still the reality of you being african the re reality of you belonging to a certain race will not change and by the fact that people have to go to that extreme and to that end for me speaks depth of self-hate and depth of people really not owning and loving who they are. And of course, I'm not trying to police people into being things that they do not desire. I do understand that people have choices. I do understand that people do things for their certain um, personal reasons. But at the end of the day, there are certain people who wake up hating themselves because there is a certain narrative that is being driven at school. There's a certain narrative that is being driven at work. There's a certain narrative that is being driven in society. So I'm one person who's a firm believer that we need to embrace our bodies. We need to embrace our skins. We need to embrace who we are with love and care.
And with that being said, we need to also be conscious that the, we should not stress about the things that we cannot do and the things that are beyond our control, but rather let us also capitalize on the things that we do have a choice and the things that we do have the power to change. And that is, we do choose how we dress up this body that we've been given through our genetics um, and focus on what we can control and focus on how we can really beautify the things that we've already been given. And with that being said, this episode of embracing body positivity is really a call of action for all Africans to embrace their bodies with love and respect and to not um, undermine beauty and not confine beauty to one ordeal and to one ideal rather but it is expressed really in our rich diversity bodies across the continent with that with that being said I would like to thank you for joining us in this important discussion on body positivity in Africa. And I really hope that this episode inspires you to be more compassionate towards yourself and others and really fostering a culture of acceptance and celebration of diversity. So stay tuned for more empowering conversations as we continue to celebrate the beauty of who we are.